Why do I see them terrified? They have fallen back. Their warriors are beaten down, and they have fled in haste. They do not look back. Terror is all around them, saith the Lord. The swift cannot flee away, nor can the warrior escape. In the north, by the river Euphrates, they have stumbled and fallen. Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 5 through 6. This battle was also notable in that Greek mercenaries had been hired to fight for both sides, and archaeological evidence including a Greek shield found during the excavations at Carchemish corroborates the literary evidence on this score. As a result, this battle is even mentioned by the Greek poet Alcaeus, whose brother Antimenides fought with Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian army at Carchemish. Strabo reports the following comments of Alcaeus when he welcomed his brother from the battle. You have come from the ends of the earth with the hilt of your sword ivory bound with gold. You performed a great feat while fighting as ally of the Babylonians and rescued them from the trouble by killing a warrior who was only one palm's breadth short of five royal cubits. Alcaeus, Fragment 350, Strabo, Geography 13.2.3 With the help of Alcaeus and other Greek mercenaries like him, Nebuchadnezzar then pushed the Egyptians back to their own border, taking hostages as pledges of loyalty along the way. Barosis notes that the prisoners of Nebuchadnezzar led away to Babylon were not only Egyptian but included Syrians, Phoenicians, and Judeans. The records of captive mariners from the city of Tyre in Babylon dated to 592 BC were likely some of the Phoenicians taken during this campaign. As for the Judeans, this would be the first of three major deportations of Judeans to Babylon that would take place during Nebuchadnezzar's reign. Nebuchadnezzar himself described the situation in the type of exalted language typical of a king. This Lebanon, of which a foreign enemy was ruling and robbing it of its riches, its people were scattered, had fled to a faraway region. Trusting in the power of my lords Nabu and Marduk, I organized my army for an expedition to the Lebanon. I made that country happy by eradicating its enemy everywhere. All its scattered inhabitants I led back to their settlements. What no former king had done, I achieved. I cut through steep mountains, I split rocks, opened passages, and thus I constructed a straight road for the transport of cedars. I made the inhabitants of Lebanon live in safety together and let nobody disturb them. The focus on the cedars of Lebanon in this inscription is telling. During this first of many expeditions to the region that Nebuchadnezzar would make during his long career as king, he realized that the forested resources of this region were precisely what he needed to restore the dilapidated city to its former glory. This may have been the impetus behind many of Nebuchadnezzar's later campaigns and policies relating to this region. It was while Nebuchadnezzar was cleaning up the situation in the west with Egypt that the sad news of his father's death reached him. Upon hearing the news, he made arrangements for his army, along with all of their booty and captives, to return to Babylon on their own, likely under the command of one of his trusted military commanders, while he made great haste for Babylon with only a few of his closest companions. He made it to Babylon in record time by covering nearly 600 miles in 12 to 15 days, and as the undisputed crown prince with the backing of the entire Babylonian army, he became king in a ceremony that was likely very similar to that his father received.